So I'm supposed to start this with a very like chirpy hello, right? Like, hi. <laughs> and I don't want to because I'm just not happy chappy right now about much. So I will do an intro because this is a podcast and it needs to have an intro, but yeah. So anyway, hi everybody. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. I'll still do my multiple hellos because, you know, hello. (laughs) Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blunt and No Not Weed podcast. I think this is episode 11. I haven't posted an episode now in three weeks, right? I think the last episode, not I think, I know the last episode was on, on bullying. And, um, I received a lot of positive feedback about that. Um, uh, people were sharing their stories with me about, you know, bullying in their own lives and also just sharing the stories of, um, you know, h- how they thought about the whole Rufuno situation and what happened there. And kind of realizing how we are all somewhat complacent when it comes to bullying and when it comes to you know, being a spectator almost when we see other people in pain. So yeah, that was really great. My viewership, wow. <laughs> um, it's For me, it's surprising because I'm just like, why would you t- tune on and listen to this crazy black girl go off? But some of you seem to like it. So I really appreciate that. Um, what I'll appreciate even more is if you can review this podcast if you're listening, most of my listeners listen through Spotify. So if you are listening through Spotify, please just follow the podcast. It makes it easier for other people to find it. Um, and if you are listening on Apple Music, uh, please leave a, a review, preferably a positive like five star one. That would be really great. <laughs> but because I am awful saying exactly what you think and how you feel, give me whatever you think. I deserve you know so anyway um yeah please do that that will really be of help and support you can also follow me on instagram on my personal page which is at miss worth my life I don't really post much there but if you do have questions or you have things that you want to share or comment about on any of my podcasts you can DM me from there. You can also follow me preferably then on the Blunt and No Not Weed um, page on Instagram and Facebook. Um, there's too many fucking social media stuff. Like just choose one and go with that. Okay, I will be grateful for whichever one. Um, so yeah, um, today's topic I think is one that I just had to bring to the table because I've, I feel like life is currently kicking my ass. Um, like it's not even like kickboxing it's full-on doing some karate jiu-jitsu taekwondo you know hopkido kind of stuff <laughs> it's, it's a lot it's a lot it's i must i will not lie i must not lie i must not tell lies <laughs> oh harry potter guys hear me just talk about how harry potter raised an entire generation of kids I must not tell lies, Professor. I must not tell lies. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> but anyway, um, yes, 
it's, it's kicking my ass. So I'm going to talk about adulting today. And um, to show how much of an adult I am, I am actually, instead of drinking wine, I've been drinking a lot of tea, uh, chamomile tea, which is really great. But I ran out of tea before I recorded this podcast because I was drinking it all afternoon. So now I'm actually just drinking a cup of coffee instead. Black coffee with a little bit of, of honey. I'm also uh, eating a banana because, you know, it's good to be healthy, which I have not been doing. But anyway, let's talk about adulting. And how do you know when you're an adult? Like, how do you know, like, okay, I'm successfully an adult? Because I'm 28 and I still don't think I'm an adult. Like, obviously, there's certain adultish shit that I do. You know, I pay bills, I pay rent, I pay water, I pay electricity, um, I buy groceries, I, you know, buy a monthly pass for the for the train and the transport system. Like, you know, I do I do adulty things. Um, I'd like to think I'm somewhat responsible. I, I don't think I'm the most responsible person out there. I think they're definitely people who are a lot more responsible than I am, yeah, even at my age. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think I'm that way, but I do think that there's certain things that I, I do, which I'm like, okay, maybe I'm an adult, you know, there's, there's certain things. But when I look back and I used to look at people who are older than me, like even looking at a 19 year old, I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're an adult. And then you look, you looked at 30 year olds or 25 year olds and you're like, oh, they're adults. And now that I've kind of gone through those stages, I'm like, hmm, were they adults or what, did I just think they were adults? <laughs> like, did they have their shit together or did, because you're looking from a younger person's perspective or like kid's lens or teen lens, you think they, they're, they're adulting? So I wonder if there's ever been like a generation of people who just successfully adulthood properly. I don't even know what that even means, but you know, you get the gist of what I'm saying. So yeah, so what is adulting? Um, when do you know you're an adult? Um, I mean, you could argue that you're an adult because you reach legal age, right? There's there's actually a a, a a threshold for when you know that you have reached some level of adulting. And that is, if we're looking at it from a legal perspective, when you turn 18 in most countries, you are rendered no longer a minor, you are now a major, right? And that is a form of uh, step towards adulthood. But is a teenager an adult? Really? Like, if we're talking, like, mentally, uh, talking about responsibility-wise, some are, I guess. But then again, you'd have to define what is adulting, you know? Because some teenagers are responsible from 16 years old. You know, they have jobs, they help their parents pay bills. So, does, But that's still a kid. They're not an adult just because they're helping pay bills and they're working, you know? So then, again, then what is adulting? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that it's it's hard. I mean, it's fucking hard. Um, it's tough, I would say. Um, it's tiring as well, like, because it doesn't stop. Like, you get to a certain age when you realize, for the rest of your life, this is how you're going to have to live, right? Like, you're going to have to pay bills <laughs> for forever, <laughs> If you want to watch Netflix, you need a Netflix subscription, you know, and you have to pay for it every month. <laughs> so you just realize it just it doesn't end. Once it stops, 
once it starts, it doesn't stop until the day you die, you know. Um, but it's interesting when it starts, because for some it starts at 16 when they have to take care of their siblings and work and pay and stuff. So that's that's when we use the expression, you've grown up too soon, right? Or you've been forced to grow up too soon. So we recognize that there's certain things that are grown up shit and the 16 year old paying bills is not is not okay <laughs> like they're a 16 year old they should be acting like a 16 year old so i guess there is a certain um level of of adulting but i said like i said i don't feel like an adult i just feel like uh, i don't know i feel like i'm just someone who 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 does things <laughs> like adults <laughs> but that I have to do because I have to survive maybe that's it right having to do things so that you survive like you know pay bills and shit and drink water sometimes <laughs> you should try drink water as many times as much what the fuck what am I saying as often as possible you should try drink water as often as possible um preferably about like two liters minimum a day not that I'm doing that like <clears throat> some days I do <laughs> Some days I don't. But that's the thing with adulting. Can you sometimes adult sometimes and sometimes not adult? You know? Because there's things where I'm just like, I'm very kiddish in certain ways. And I'm very uh, immature in certain ways. So I guess it's just... I don't know. It's interesting. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about adulting. Um, Yeah. Let's get started. So how would I describe adulting well balance i think it's just finding this balance across across various things that you have to do you know like you know you have to pay rent you know you have to pay water you know you have to pay your your car or your insurance and and stuff like that and when i realized i was terrible at it was when i used to prioritize doing certain things over my bills you know and I think one of the ways you start to realize that you are now an adult is when you start to uh, or when you're successfully adulting is when you start to prioritize your bills over what you you want right so when I started working I started working at like 21 officially and I used to work for a very big private bank in South Africa and um, I was living at home so I had very few expenses but I'm not good with money like I studied money but I'm not good with money and it's something that I want to actually become good at because I I think it's something that's very very important uh recognizing that you're not good at money is a form of adulting so for me like I want to get more responsible budget more uh spend less save more um because it's it's an intentional thing. You have to do it intentionally. And I found myself too many times being like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? And that's a sign of mismanaging funds, you know, because I mean, but what's interesting with me is I borrow money to people as much as I, I lend money. <laughs> you know, it's like it's the same thing. Like I can borrow 5K from someone and then I can lend someone 5K. Like I, that's, that's how I operate because I just realized that sometimes you need a helping hand, but I am trying to not need that too often. Like I'm genuinely trying to, to have a stash of cash that I have and, and save. And, and, and that's a form of adulting. I feel like just wanting to be more financially secure, more financially stable 
um, earn as much money. Like right now, I'm always applying for jobs. I'm always, I'm a student, you know, you guys know. Those who don't know, and this is your first time here, I am an MBA student at the Kofnos University of Budapest. So I'm technically a student, but I can't live off what they pay me in scholarship money. That's ridiculous. So I teach. I'm a business English consultant on the side. And I also write on the side. And I'm always looking for jobs, like all the time, like looking for programs and and and, and even short-term gigs that will earn me a certain amount of money because I'm trying to save and trying to accumulate a certain amount of money that I do not struggle when an emergency hits or when I have a, a very high bill that I have to pay. Um... And that takes reflection. So I would say then adulting, reflecting on behavior and patterns is a form of adulting. How many people actually sit down and be like, I'm toxic in this way. <laughs> you know, I'm toxic with money. <laughs> so just recognizing that I think is, is very important. Um, so I would say reflecting, recognizing certain toxic behaviors and patterns of behaviors and actively seeking to rectify them. Um, I think I told you guys, like when it comes to wine, for example, that I've had to build my own structure around wine because I realized that I use wine as a coping mechanism. I wouldn't say I'm addicted to wine, but it's certainly a coping mechanism. And I notice how much I rely on it when shit is going really bad, because that's when I'm like drinking all the time. And so but when life is like smoother and, and less chaotic, I actually drink much less. So again, it's 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 recognizing these 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 toxic traits. Um, also, when it comes to 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 health, you know, taking care of your health, um, I've struggled with that, you know, because the, um, the older you get, the, like you start to realize your body is going to fail on you <laughs> if you don't take care of it, you know. So things like just getting. Um, glasses that protect against blue light that is emitted by led screens that is a form of adulting recognizing that you're using your eyes so often i'm using one so i have to be even more careful you know so it's like just recognizing that you know you have to get um protect your eyes in that way buy uh, eye drops so now i'm even going to buy um i obviously I always buy eye drops because i need them but i'm going to buy eye drops i'm going to buy um eye health proteins and, and 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 supplements because it's like you you have to start taking care of your health drinking water is you know a, a small one but it's a big one exercising doing some walks like i'm not good at that shit but i realize if i want to successfully adult if i want to become the best version of myself i have to intentionally do these things like my sister now has been on a two-week uh plant-based diet you know like plants and fruits uh she's kind of doing a daniel fast and she's really actively working towards taking care of her body and she's she's that's where she's at i've had periods where i did that i remember i did a 30-day fast on uh no alcohol um i drank i used to do three liters of water a day sometimes four but my mom was like listen you can't drink that much water you do know that you can get water poisoning i was like what water can kill you <laughs> i did not know so be careful for my people out there like if you're a woman three to four liters a day is the maximum you can go for water because you can end up flooding your own body and kind of dying from it so just an fyi so i made a pack i'm gonna drink three liters of water a day but again i 
I've realized when life is really tough or kicking my ass, I struggle to find that order and that structure and that balance. Now, for those of you who've never done a Johari window, I would recommend you do a Johari window. So I had to do a Johari window for my uh, business communications and negotiations class, specifically the business communications portion. And a Johari window is essentially a four type window that um, allows you to kind of have a better visual of who you are as a person. Because I also think getting to know yourself, who you are, what you're best at, what you're terrible at, uh, what you like, what you don't like, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, that's also a form of adulting. And so I had like seven of my friends and family do my Johari window. And so Johari window essentially has four elements. I'm just going to see if I can remember all of them. But the one is um, you have the, the facade. So what you think you are, but others don't see in you. You have the, um, I think you have the shared, the shared one where what is known. So what you know you are and what others know you are. Then there is the blind spot, which is what others know of you and you don't know of yourself. And there's four, the unknown, uh, where you don't know what you, you have yet and other people don't know that you have that as well. So it's like the unknown unknown. And so those are the four aspects of the Johari window. And when I did mine, I actually realized I, I know myself quite well. Um, at the end of the, the survey, uh, when my friends and family filled it out, all of what I knew of myself, someone knew of. Not everybody, but someone knew of. One of the 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 thread um, was intelligent. So I had picked intelligent. Most of them had picked. Most of the people who did, I think, about seventy percent took intelligent, and then one did clever, which I guess is. I actually had to Google it because I was like, "What's the difference between being clever and intelligent?" And there's actually quite a huge difference. Um, one is is more like intellectual, and one is more like improvisation and just quick and thoughtful and so yeah but it was very interesting because I got to know myself a lot better and I start I started to realize that what I am emitting people are getting and and catching and and so I think it's it's so important so important but I also realized based on the closeness to me um of how well they know me for how long they've known me the qualities changed so um, the, if it was a shorter friendship, they would it would be more, not necessarily superficial, but like a lot more surface level. But once they've known me, it would be more, um, more a lot deeper. So one of the ones that was also quite uh, prominent is either bold or brave. And I remember my mom, she's like, you're not brave. I don't think you're brave. I think you're bold. And I was like, what's the difference? Because <laughs> for my own, actually, but not in, in the Johari window that I did, but in class when our, our professor asked us to write 20 things of what we think we are, I had written brave as one of them. I'll actually talk about that exercise in a bit because I think it was very interesting, um, the results of that. But anyway, so my mom's like, you're not brave, you're bold. And I was like, okay, so what's the difference? And I actually looked it up and we discussed it. And being bold is being unafraid to be yourself. Um, so just being yourself and being bold in, in your existence. And, and it's less about doing. It's just being. And bravery is more 
oriented in action and taking action and um so that's more brave but bold is just being yourself and being unapologetic in being yourself and i've realized over time as i get older the the less fucks i give um the less i care too much about other people's opinions and what they're going to say and what they think of me yes when i you know stand up for myself like i'm nervous like what's the other person going to say are they going to think i'm mean are they going to think i'm bitch but i still do it anyway because i i cannot stand the injustice of it and it 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 beats my fear you know of whatever it is so being bold in the sense that not that i don't get scared but i push beyond that because i need to be myself my authentic self and so that allows me to be bold and unapologetic um but at the same time you know the, as much as you can be bold you can also be cowardly there are moments when i'm cowardly uh, and i think that's again another aspect of adulting is understanding duality i always talk about duality and i'm sure people are sick of me talking about duality like duality duality but duality and nuance <laughs> babe <laughs> they're so necessary like one of my favorite rappers is this korean rapper called tablo and i'm obsessed with tablo like if if anyone knows tablo and they <laughs> they can get me a meeting <laughs> get me one because i'm just obsessed with him he's so smart and he's so intelligent and he's so witty and clever and has such a brilliant mind like i i'm obsessed with tableau and so one of the things that he says is if you want other people to understand you you need to be willing to understand other people like you just have to if you can want to be accepted as a complicated full fully nuanced human being with ups and downs and flaws and perfections and i don't believe in perfections but certain things that you're good at and almost near perfect that then you have to allow the uh, the same for other people and so for me being less judgmental has become a personality trait where i really just let people be around me i might not agree with you and i'll definitely tell you i don't agree with you it's not to say i'm going to condone everything you do but i'm not going to judge you i'm going to not understand sometimes but i'm going to try to understand and that's a form of adulting as well just realizing that people are not like you and people think differently from you and and i think we get hurt when we think and this is something i've learned this year because people have shown me their truest colors in freaking bolded letters and you can't miss it and it's like oh wow i thought i thought you were this way because i'm this way and you realize that's when you get hurt that's when you get confused because you expected people to be just like you um so yeah it's it's very fascinating so that's another area of of you know of adulting that um just living in the nuance and it's so necessary i'm going to go back to that because for me i'm learning that i won't have it right all the time as it goes back to the window that i was not the window the class activity where my professor asked us to list 20 things about ourselves she said it you not verbs or not nouns rather so not i'm a student i'm a daughter i'm a girl no like beyond nouns what are what are you adjectives to describe what you are and i remember my list was pretty balanced it was it was a very it was some negatives and some positives and i remember i said this in class and i was like 
actually realized that for me, when I looked at my list, it, I felt it, I, I, I could see my dualities. And I gave the example of, yes, I'm hardworking. I would say I'm hardworking because there has been a series of behaviors over my history and time that has proven that I can work hard, that I can seek goals and reap out certain outcomes that I'm looking for because of hard work, right? And that is proven to be true. But on the flip side of me being hardworking, I am a lazy fuck. Like, <laughs> I can be a lazy fuck. So I wrote, I am lazy. And because they are certain behaviors over time that have proven to me that I can be extremely lazy. And I think understanding that you are all of these things in one is so necessary. It, it helps you beat up yourself less when you aren't the positive aspect of duality. And understanding that in order for you to understand the positivity of duality, you need to experience the negativity of it as well. It's not fun. Like I'm someone who is extremely, extremely, extremely self-critical. I There is not a single person in this world who can criticize me more than me. And that is something that I have had to learn how to deal with and how to conquer and how to overcome when I fail. Because, oh, child, let me tell you, you are going to fail. You will fail multiple times. You will fail over and over again. And for me, it took me such a long time to realize that failing is okay. It's okay. It's, it's not, it doesn't mean you are now ruined. You're now unworthy. And coming from a family, especially on my dad's side, which is something that I actually talked about a lot with my little sister. When my dad passed away, one of the hardest things that I had to come to grips with was realizing that his passing allowed me a form of freedom. It, it really did. And I felt guilty for even thinking it and feeling it. But I knew it the moment he passed away. That it allows me to be more myself. And that is sad. <laughs> that is sad because he comes from an African traditionalist household that is rooted in and trades in bureaucracy and and attaining perfection in Christendom, the most toxic version of Christendom. And so when you grow up in a family that upholds a facade consistently and, 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 and will lie and keep secrets to uphold it, that shit affects you. And I've done some stuff that I'm not proud of. I've, I have some secrets that I'm not proud of simply because I didn't want to show that I have failed. And I wish this is shit I'll have to work through in therapy. Just saying. <laughs> This is stuff that I have to work throughout in therapy and come out of it on the other side. And I guess when I'm ready to share, I'll share. But I'm still working on it. Um, but being being able to just free yourself of, of, of all of that uh, is liberating. And not having to pretend is liberating. Um, I've always been a bad pretender. My dad used to be like... You, you can't not say what you're thinking, can you? <laughs> I'm like, no, I really can't. Um, and it, that caused a lot of arguments with my dad and I. Because he used to say, you just like to argue. I was like, no, I like to question. Like, I cannot just accept that this is what it is because you told me so. I, it's not me. <laughs> it's never been me. My whole life I've known that. Um, I've always been asking questions. Um, even though sometimes I was asking them a lot more quieter, a lot more to the side now they're very direct i question even that's why now i do not call myself a christian because i questioned christianity so hard and the answers it gave me did not they did not feel right they did not resonate with me and 
um, the only message of Christianity that Christianity preached was mostly what Jesus stood for, which is loving yourself, loving your neighbor, um, you know, doing unto others as you would like them to do unto you, um, you know, the fruits of the spirit. Those are things that resonated with me. All the other shit, it just didn't. And so I had to take what I, I felt was right from Christianity and discard what I felt was toxic. And so as a result, I cannot call myself a Christian because I do not fit the mold of what the religious, what religious Christianity says I am or should be. So I do not go to church. I, I don't think I've gone to church in like the last four years. Um, I don't believe I should hate LGBTQ people. I don't believe God hates them. I don't believe what they're doing is a sin. I believe they're living this very difficult life that is full of nuance and duality. And the assumption, oh my God, I think that's what one of the things that repels me against religion specifically and Christianity specifically is this idea that you have all the answers, that your book is the most correct and not even the most correct, the only one that is correct. And for me, just having traveled the world and, and read so much and done so much research and seen so much, and I've not even seen that much at the same time, I realized that is naive. And I'm not bashing anyone who believes that that is, it's your belief, you are entitled to it, you're completely allowed to it. That is the beauty of this life. But for me, I just cannot reconcile my mind with that that is the one and only way and i'm just like no so what about buddhism what about taoism they are believing and preaching what about islam they are believing and preaching what they think is the absolute truth so then what makes your truth the absolute truth and so i'm just like there needs to be more nuance in these conversations because you limiting the perspective of what's possible you know Anyway, and that's also a form of adulting, like asking questions, discovering yourself and, and figuring yourself out. And that's hard. That is hard. Beyond the basics, I always think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The basics is the paying bills, right? The having a house, having food, having water, having security. Those are, that's the basics, Right. The hard stuff is the relationships, the self-actualizations. Who am I? My purpose? Why the fuck am I here? What is the point of all of this? That's hard. That's the hard part. But I think sometimes we get so stuck in the the first two steps of self of of you know the hierarchy of needs that we we forget to heal from traumas. We forget to transcend what we've been given on our plate. We forget to question our environment and ask it what it is about and why should I follow this? Why should I believe this? And making up our own opinions and our own ideologies and not just going off what other people say we should be and what we're told to do. And I think it's so important. That's a, a very important aspect of adulting. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little controversial in that way because I, I ask too many questions and people get uncomfortable but I don't care. <laughs> and that's another thing about adulting. You stop caring less <laughs> the older you get. But anyway, so those are some elements of adulting. Relationships. Relationships are difficult. Like people are difficult. If I'm difficult, other people are difficult. If I am 
good other people can be good too in certain ways you know so it and i can be good in certain ways and it's just the understanding of giving grace i've i've become a grace giver especially for people i love i will be you know when cardi says i'll be quick to cut a nigger out so don't get comfortable that's me with anybody don't 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 get comfortable around me if i wake up and i realize you are harming me you are not in alignment with what i'm trying to be i will cut you out <laughs> i've been doing it a long time and and i i i used to think is this a form of self righteousness maybe for when i was younger it was i'll talk about this cuz i'm i'm so excited i'm about to, i'm going to have a very cool episode um i think next week on purity culture and african traditionalism and sexuality and the issue that we were brought up if you were brought up in a christian household uh you will definitely know about purity culture and abstinence culture and how toxic it is i'm going to talk about that and when i talk about that i will share about self righteousness and my experience in what i think self righteousness is um and yes yeah, sometimes me cutting certain people out of my life was due to self righteousness in a certain way but also it was due to protecting my course where i'm headed and if you are not in that with me and i don't want you to to i'm not trying to force you into that that's why i choose to leave that's why i choose to cut ties because i'd never want to force someone to align with me when we just not aligning and that's the beauty of life right you get to keep people in your life and you don't have to force people to stay either or force yourself to stay either so i'm very quick i cut a nigger don't so don't get comfortable you'll be out and that's because i'm protecting my energy I'm protecting my peace. I am a highly sensitive person so I I know that I need a certain level of energy around me and when that energy is contaminated I get contaminated. And that's a form of adulting too. Who are you keeping in your circles? How are they helping you? Like uh, there's this meme that are like if you're not talking about business, if all you're talking about is sex and drinking with your friends and not talking about business, then or or career goals or achievements or success or whatever then what who's your circle and i have qualms with that because i have incredible friends who are intelligent and and successful and work hard and are uh, accomplished but we still talk about sex and we still talk about drinking and we still live i guess what people will call the shallow end levels of life not every day has to be a heightened self reflective day of conversation I am someone who appreciates heightened high level forms of conversation. I live off that. I despise small talk. I do. I despise it. But I also recognize that sometimes you don't always need to be at 100. Sometimes it's okay to like watch, you know, um reality shows <laughs> and just be petty for a moment and be shallow. And so the question is not whether you are doing either or if you're doing just business or your the opposite is negative it's understanding that there's a hole to it it's okay to have it's necessary to have friends who are goal oriented who who have focus who you see achieve and thrive so that you can replicate so that you can get inspired that is necessary but it's also important to have friends who remind you how to have fun who remind you to let loose and be free and not take yourself so seriously it's about the balance of it and having both not just having one because one on its own is not sustainable and does not create happiness at least that's what i think but you know the more i know the older i, I get which again adulting 
the more I realize I know jack. <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> and and I think that's the beauty of it. Like just realizing you don't know shit and realizing that life is messy. Like I always say this, I don't know much, but what I do know is that life is messy and life is complicated. And that is what I'm starting to learn the older I get and that is a form of adulting as well. Um so yeah, um, self-awareness is a big one. Adulting requires a lot of self-awareness. I don't know how people walk through life without sitting down and questioning life, questioning themselves and their role in life and their role in relationships and in friendships and in connections and what they bring to the table, what they don't bring to the table. Because I think reflection is, is pivotal to growth. It's necessary. Like... There's a day I woke up and I realized I, I will never go back to ignorance again. Like, because ignorance truly is bliss. There's a, I don't, there's a day I woke up and became aware. I was aware of everything. I was dormant for quite a minute, but it started when I started asking my questions a lot louder and not so quietly and asking them externally and seeking out answers, various answers to my various questions when I became awake and since then I've been awake for everything I've been conscious because there are people who live unconsciously like they not to say you're like on autopilot but you you have no self-awareness like no self-awareness of behavior and patterns and just none and I feel like that requires a level of maturity saying oh I was wrong that I've that being presented with new information, being able to make better decisions and new decisions, that's a form of self-awareness. Allowing critical feedback. I'm a highly sensitive person. I don't like feedback. <laughs> I don't want your feedback. <laughs> I don't... Because I've already criticized myself about it. So anything you say, you'll just be validating my own criticism. But I realize feedback is necessary. Highly critical, not crit not criticizing feedback is necessary. Critical in the sense that you're not trying to destroy someone. You're trying to uplift them with what you're saying. And there's a difference between criticism and critical feedback. And it's important. Some, some, some of y'all don't know what that is. But yeah. Anyway. Um, now, I think it's about finding the balance as well. The reason why I haven't posted a podcast in three weeks is because I was struggling to find balance. I was falling apart. Um, I had exams. I'm still writing exams right now. I have one on Thursday. Um, those things were happening with my family. Um, school was hard. You know, trying to balance work and school. Um, trying to be healthier, but knowing that I cannot do that right now because my mind is so bogged up. Like, my mind is so full. It's so full right now, and it's... It's causing me problems. So I am aware of that. but And I'm seeking out mental health because when you know something's wrong, you need to seek out help. It's not easy all the time because there's the fear, right? You're afraid of what the results will be. You're afraid of what the answers will be. And that's valid. And that is a form of protection <laughs> for yourself. Um, so, But it's hard. Like life is hard. Life's not easy. Uh, 2021 has made me realize that even more, that life really is is difficult. So for me, in the next few months as I go into my summer break, 
I have vowed to work on myself when I don't have distractions um, so that I can build it into my lifestyle that when my life is falling apart, I'm still able to rely on these things. And even when I can't and I just let it fall apart, realizing that that is okay because I know I can get up at any moment, you know. Um, so yeah, they might be, you know, you might be finishing grad school or high school or finishing undergrad and you're just like, what's next? And I know the anxiety of that. I know the fears attached to that. You have so much like family responsibility and expectations. I just want you to know expectations are burdening. They will burden you. I'm 28 now. I'm reaching an age where people are like, hey, why are you not having kids? Like my peers are getting married. People are having kids. Um, I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast. I don't want kids. And uh, on the podcast, I will tell you why I don't want kids. Um, and I also don't want to get married. I, I, The institution of marriage for me um, doesn't make sense. And I, do, I think you can be... Um, fully in a long-term committed relationship in a partnership without the umbrella and the legalities of marriage. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. So um, I'll talk about why and how I feel. But I've realized my peers are getting married and are having kids and that's what they want and that's what they, they, they feel is the next step in their journey. For me, it's not. And it's also just realizing that I'm blessed that I live in a time when I can be a 28-year woman and say, I don't want to have kids. And there will be people who back me up. Society is not there yet where they'll be like, oh, it's always, you're going to change your mind. If I ever have a, a child, know that that child was planned for, waited for, wanted for, and, and prepared for, healed for. I have so much trauma that I cannot, I have nothing to offer a child. And if all you can provide for a child is their basic needs, so you're financially stable, you can, you can feed them, clothe them, give them a house and shelter, but you are broken and you have not done the self-work to, to cut down generational curses, to, to cut down lineages of, of toxicity, then you're just bringing your child into that environment and creating another 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 person who is going to experience insufficiency and trauma and therefore grow up to be a replication of that having kids to save your marriage is dumb i've said it don't have kids because you're trying to keep a man don't have kids because you're trying to save a marriage that's ridiculous you're just going to end up bringing and birthing a child into a toxic environment don't have kids if you have traumas you've not addressed. I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm saying. If I ever have a kid, know that that kid was planned for, prepared for, healed for. Because I know what it feels like to be raised by, by really damaged people. It creates damage <laughs> at the same time. And so isn't the idea of, one, of parenting wanting to inflict as little damage as possible? Because you will inflict damage. It's impossible to not inflict damage. But the extent of the damage can be limited depending on actions that we take and consider. 
family planning is a thing. Actually, adulting, being an adult is understanding that family planning is not a luxury, it's a necessity. That being on contraception is, is, is a necessity as well. That's a form of adulting, you know, knowing that you need to protect yourself and the, the person you're with and mating with is, I just, I just say mating, <laughs> mating, because <laughs> we're animals. But anyway, the person you're having sexual intercourse with, it's necessary. And that's a form of adulting as well, recognizing that you're responsible for that. Um, so yeah, I just, I just think it's, 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 there's so many elements to adulting that when you start to realize you're tackling them, um, and tackling these various elements, you actually start to realize, ah, I am an adult, even though you don't feel like one. And that's why I say, like, I am well aware that I'm an adult and that I do adult shit. Like, when you, with the, the conversations I have with people, the responsibilities I have with people, I mean, fighting my lawyer is, it makes me realize I'm adulting. And it's like the fact that I even have a lawyer, setting up my own doctor's appointments, you know, recognizing I need to go to the doctor. That's a form of adulting because those are things you never had to, if you're lucky enough to have been born into a family that will take care of that for you, then that's something you've never had to worry about. So getting medical aid, having medical insurance, that's a form of adulting. Not to say that if you don't have it, you're not an adult, but it's an element of it. And so I think that adulting is trying to find the balance between all these areas of your life that you need. So for those who are graduating, moving on to the next area of your life and you're terrified and you're scared and you don't know what's next and how to handle it and what's going to happen, I think all I can say is remember you're practicing various elements of adulting at any given time. And life, I think, is uncertain. That's the, that's the one thing I'm certain of is that life is uncertain. But there are certain things you can do to ensure much less uncertainty <laughs> you know having a degree will create more certainty that you might get a job it's definitely more certainty that when you don't have a degree um so it, there's certain things that you can create within your life that guarantee you a certain level of certainty but at the end of the day most things are uncertain in fact sometimes i believe that the like if we're talking about like what breeds success Luck is a very big part of that. People are like, oh, there's no such thing as luck. No, there's this thing as luck. There is a thing as, as being at the right place at the right time, applying for the right job at the right time. Um, th that exists. But luck can only work when all the other elements have been put together, right? When your environment has been created to allow success, when your, your, your efforts have been implemented to ensure success, luck then comes and plays a role. Um, preparation plays a role as well. So I think it's, it's just realizing that being an adult, there's no blueprint. <laughs> Unfortunately, no one created a blueprint. <laughs> no one created a blueprint. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you have to kind of create your own blueprint and and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And... And again, like I said, giving yourself a shit ton of grace. I don't know how much I can say this more and more, like or higher or louder or stronger or, you know, but giving yourself grace is so important because you're going to get it right sometimes and you're going to get it so wrong sometimes. 
and it's okay either or and that's what i'm learning you know i'm like okay like like i said earlier i'm my own worst critic there's no one who can criticize me more than i criticize myself but even me just recognizing that that is an element within my personality and within my set of behaviors is great because when i am criticizing myself i can be like girl you're doing it again you know um and also minimizing the stakes when i look back over time there's things that i was like this is so big this is so big this is so big this is so big oh my god 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 and then you look back and you after you've passed and you're like really the stakes were not that high like yeah i was gonna have to go back for a semester yeah my, I, that wasn't gonna kill me and i think that's a, another thing of recognizing when stakes really are high then you can actually implement what you need to implement to 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 get things done but also recognizing that sometimes the stakes are quite low like if if you public if you're scared of starting something let's say you're scared of starting your podcast let's say you're scared of starting your youtube channel let's say you're scared of writing that book or applying for that job ask yourself what's the worst that can happen really like i've come to a point now where i'll do things first and ask questions later <laughs> I'll be like, I don't have equipment for a podcast. I don't. But I was like, okay, I have a phone. It has a recorder. Let me just start. I can pay for an RSSP hosting server. I can use Spotify. I can link all. And it's like, I can do that. And this idea that everything has to be perfect. You have to have the right equipment, the right material the, to get started is a myth. It's a lie. Just get started. Just, just start. And that's where I'm at right now. Like I am, I, I'm just, 2021 has really just upended my life. <laughs> like it really has. I'm actually planning on like getting a, a tattoo because for those who, who, who know me and if you've been listening to my podcast, my dad was an important pivotal moment of my life. And there are certain moments in life that will allow you, that will wreck you so hard or rock you so hard, it rocks you right back to reality. Like if you've been living in a daze or on autopilot, there's certainly life events that rock you back to reality. And my dad's passing has rocked me back to reality. I am now fueled in a way that is, is, is cosmic and it's grounded. And so I know what I have to do next. So I actually want to get a tattoo that has, um, it's going to say dad and it will have like three ellipses. I might have an ellipsis before the dad and then dad and then an ellipsis kind of showing a a a a a, a, a life making point in my life you know when they have before christ and after christ as the 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 measurement of time and the measurement of events in my life my life is going to be segmented into before dad and after dad because right now I have to forge an identity that I do not know what it looks like yet. And that is scary. <laughs> that is terrifying. And recognizing now that I have a certain level of freedom to fully be myself. Because I don't have to have ties with a toxic traditionalist family who treads in lies. And that is a form of freedom. And so and losing my dad is a form of loss and grief and pain that I have to deal with as well. But it's, it's recognizing that this moment can make me better or it can crush me and I have chosen for it to elevate me to to what is it when when someone jumps you off to jump start me right like when you jump start a car 
I've, I've chosen that this moment will elevate me. It will make me better. And I am going to work extremely hard to be the best version of myself for myself and for, for my dad as well. So I'm excited for the next uh, chapter in my life. There's a song by, um, I think it's by Blame. Let me just double check because it's going to bother me if I don't know. Um, and I've been playing it quite often. Like so much because I love the lyrics of the song. Um, I think it's called, let me see if I can, yeah. It's it's called uh, Bengal and it's by, no, 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 no. It's called Blame and it's by Bengal. There we go. And so the song basically says, um, oh, I'm going to try to remember how it starts. But it basically says, um, oh, hope is bringing me back to life. I think hope is bringing me back to life. With a change of scene, I hear my future calling. Time has hidden my disguise. So it's, it's, and it says, I, I want to finish what I started. And that line, hope is bringing me back to life. With a change of scene, I hear my future calling. It, I'm at that road right now where I a change of scene. When I think of scene, oh, it, I'm going to go back to Tableau because I love Tableau. But in his mindset, Tableau talks about how you should see your life as a movie. That you are the protagonist to your story. You are the lead character, the hero in your own story. And you just imagine you are in a scene. And I am in a certain scene where things are falling apart and where life is not going how I want it to go. But at any moment, the scene can change and the next scene can be better. And the next scene can be more in line with what I'm hoping to be and what I'm working towards. And so when I think of that line, hope, that's all we have. <laughs> like I, I'm sounding preachy, but at the end of the day, hope is all we've got. You, if you are without hope, you are then a hopeless situation, right? And that's what people would describe depression as. The inability to see hope. And so for me, hope will always bring me back to life. It is continuously, daily, always bringing me back to life. Hope of a better future. Hope of a, of a different decision. So hope is bringing me back to life. And I know with a change of scene, I hear my future calling. I hear the next step. I, 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 I can see it forming and I'm, I'm, I want that and I want the next scene to roll. But for the next scene to roll, I need to get through the scene. And that's what I'm working at. And that's a form of adulting as well. Realizing that at any moment in time, you can flip the script on them. <laughs> You can change your story. God, I sound like a fucking preacher. But it's the truth. It really is. And so, anyway, this has gone on for too long. I don't want to, you know, keep keep going on and on and on and on and on and on. But uh, those are what I think adulting is. And am I an adult? Yes. I'm a 28-year-old adult. I do not always feel like an adult, but I know I am an adult. Um, and that's okay. And recognizing that adulting is hard. It's tough. It can be lonely. It can be exhausting and tiring and overwhelming. But it can also be beautiful and fun 
and interesting and eventful. And it's okay. You can get both out of it. And that's, I guess, the understanding that I have of it. Anyway, this was so much fun. Uh, I started this very moody, as you could tell. But I've left this feeling a lot better. I did not get to drink much of my coffee, but that's okay. Uh, it's a little cold. Of course, it's been about an hour. But anyway, that's another form of adulting, drinking cold coffee because you forgot to drink it. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Please do go uh, like this podcast on Spotify. Follow this podcast on Spotify. Like it, review it on Apple Music if that's where you're listening to it. Also, like, review it on Google Music if that's where you're listening to it. Who still listens? To, but um, I'm going to keep quiet. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for coming. And I will see you in next week's episode. Next week, I have a surprise. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Um, and I'm about to wrap up exam week. So wish me luck with that when you listen to this. And yeah, cheers. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.